Hello, and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 274, which we're recording on Thursday, July 14th, 2022. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're going to try to leave that little hummingbird song in the intro of the podcast. If the mic has picked it up. If the mic picked (laughs) it up. We're sitting at a local golf course where we've recorded before, and there are at least, what, four or five little hummingbirds frolicking in front of us. There are more zooming in all the time, getting chased off. It's very entertaining. Yes, very entertaining. (laughs) So hopefully you'll get to hear a little bit of that as we chat. What are you wearing? So this week I pulled out a total blast from the past. I told you about this one on the day that I wore it. It's 10 or 11 years old. It's my cardigan named Current. And this is a pattern by Cecily Glowick McDonald who doesn't seem to be active on Ravelry anymore, by yeah. the way, I noticed. Yeah. She, I, when I looked up this pattern, I noticed that she has a message on her designer profile saying that she doesn't respond to messages or comments anymore. So, mystery. I don't know whatever happened to her. Interesting, because we really loved her aesthetic. We did, yeah. we did. So, Current is a sweater, cardigan sweater, that both of us knit and it is a fingering weight open front cardi and most folks put in button closures at the top so it could be one of the ubiquitous three button sweaters mm-hmm. that i always comment about or some folks put in one button some folks put in buttons all the way down the cardigan you can do as you please of course and there was a knit as you go little cable stitch edging along the fronts and on the collar and it was very sweet little tiny edge to an otherwise very basic raglan shaped cardigan and I made mine in a tonal gray so of course the color has remained in my wardrobe which is why I was able to pull it out and which is also probably why it just kind of blended in with the other gray sweaters and I haven't worn it in a while and kind of forgot about it because it was kind of pushed to the back (laughs) and camouflaged with all the other gray sweaters. But I pulled it out and I was really happy. It fits very differently than it did 11 years ago but because it is open front I can still get away wearing it Nice with my different body shape i noticed uh in a photograph that it used to be really drapey on me it's not really drapey anymore but it's still passable <laughs> nice yeah i know i made mine more fitted the picture we have of both of us wearing them yours was drapier and more positive ease and mine was less so i've given mine away several years ago i gave mine away because i wasn't able to pull it off <laughs> <laughs> but that is current by cecily glowick mcdonald what are you wearing, Gail? I today was wearing my Elton cardigan by Hohi Locatelli. And that is a boxy style cardigan, which I never wear as a cardigan. I leave it buttoned up all the time, partially because the buttons are so darn pretty. And I knit mine in a combination of fingering weight yarn and lace weight yarn. The pattern itself is fingering weight and lace in mohair silk blend. But that's back when I still didn't think I could wear mohair. But mohair has changed a lot, especially when it's blended with silk, and I can wear it now. So if I were to knit it again, I would try a mohair. But I love how mine turned out because the lace is Madeline Tosh Coquette 
colorway and the fingering is Western Sky Knits in one of her beautiful pinks that has a little bit of pink speckles to it. So totally my colors, love the way it fits me and it has these really beautiful kind of pearlescent-y shell buttons that are gray and pink that are just stunning. So <laughs> that's the Elton Cardigan by Hohi Locatelli. What have you been stocking? I have been stocking Adern by the designer Anka Streak, and it is a short-sleeved summer top that I saw recently, and it reminded me of that somewhat peasant-style blouse top that I talked about and wore on a recent episode. Mm -hmm. This one is called Tune. And it's not a new pattern. It's from January of 2020. And the difference on this one is that it uses ribbing to create these very subtle vertical stripes. And it's knit top down. So you cast on for your, I, I'm assuming you cast on for your neckline. You knit, knit your neckline like the other top. And then the other top that I made had a very large number of increases in very few rows. So immediately you go from the neckline to this flowy type top. So this one, the increases are more spread out over the entire yoke rather than all happening at once. And since the top, once you pass the neckline is ribbed, what it looks like is your little ribbing segments get wider as you go to a certain point of wideness I guess to a certain width thank you and then that the stripes continue all the way down so it's the striping it's subtle and it's vertical it sounds interesting it sounds like it's probably flattering too it's it's very flattering and the really cool thing is someone took the pattern and made a dress out of it oh that's the one you sent me yeah. recently in a text message yes. yes very cute and i thought that was really creative to take it and make a dress and it looked so flattering i really liked it so that is tune by onkistrick oh and i forgot to add comes in 10 sizes, 80 centimeters through 146 centimeters, or 31 inches to 57 inches. So that's by Ankastrick. And the second thing I am stocking, I was a little worried we had stocked this previously, but I don't think we have because I think the pattern is fairly new. <laughs> it's called the Lace and Fade Boxy by Hohi Locatelli. So many of you are probably familiar with the boxy pattern. In my eyes, it's one of those viral patterns, really. Mm -hmm. It's caught on. Lots of people have made it. If you haven't yourself made it, you might have seen it. You might have a friend who've, who has made it. And the Lace and Fade Boxy is a variant of the boxy pattern with stripes and then lace some lace patterning in the light stripes and then the fade part comes in because each solid stripe or in the sample on the pattern page subsequently gets a little bit darker in color 
So that's the fade part. And the lace part is the alternating stripes that aren't the color are a lace pattern. And those are knit in a mohair. And the solid stripes are written for a sport or fingering white yarn. So you have those two alternating. And it's very pretty. The pastel version that Hohe has on the pattern page is just very ethereal looking and mm -hmm, light mm -hmm. and it's feminine very pretty yeah i yeah. love it i really gorgeous. like it so she had a pattern sale i purchased the pattern and i hope to make that one lace and fade boxy comes in 10 sizes 60 inches to 76 inches or 148 centimeters to 191 centimeters. Now remember this pattern is meant to be worn with a lot of ease. And in the pattern she has suggested bust ranges to go with each size because when I say a lot of ease, I think it's 20 plus inches it's, it's for very, some sizes yeah it's significant a, yeah yeah amount of positive it's ease. a lot of ease and when i have made my boxies in the past i have made them with less ease than her suggested ease which is not to yeah. say that there wasn't a significant amount of ease just i haven't gone quite as plus ease as she has yeah. same yeah <laughs> so that is the Lace and Fade Boxy by Hohi Locatelli. And the third thing that I am stocking is a crochet blanket called Tile a Day Blanket by Michelle Makepeace. And this one caught my eye because, again, this is another blanket that looks like a quilt. It uses tapestry crochet techniques, mm. two colors, very high contrast yarns, and in the tiles so it's made with tiles each one is different and they're very geometric and the way the pattern is written is that if you make I guess one of each of the tiles in the pattern you have a blanket that's big enough for a twin bed oh. and then there's size modifications of course that can be made if you want a larger blanket but that's already quite a big yeah. blanket yeah and I just thought it was very cool the way the the photo showed it. The sample is made, I think, in, it might be black and white or it might be a dark gray and white, but extremely high contrast. Oh, wow. And it was very cool. So that is Tile a Day Blanket by Michelle Makepeace. What are you stocking, girl? Well, today is kind of the Hohe show. <laughs> We've done this in the past. We just yes. love Hohe's aesthetic and all of her designs and just love her as a person. So we end up sometimes stalking all the things Hohe. And this time, I know why I'm stalking so many of her patterns. It's because she recently started doing her video podcast called Hohe's Journal on YouTube again. And she had taken a little bit of a hiatus and now she's done three episodes in about three weeks. And I just caught up on them this weekend. And the first thing I'm stalking is what she was wearing in the first of those three episodes. And it's called The Rituals Pullover. And she was styled, she had styled it with overalls over it. And mm -hmm. it looked so cute. And this is a pullover knit in DK weight, top down, circular 
circular yoke. Words are hard for us today. <laughs> the last two days, actually. And this one is knit in stripes. Similar to Sosaurus, kind of similar to the fade and lace boxy that Charlene just described. But in this case, the stripes are solid stockinette that are actually stripes of the main color and the one contrast color. And then the next stripe is a lace pattern in the main color. So the contrasting color isn't used that much, but it's used in such a way that it's very high contrast mm -hmm. and it's just really, really pretty. When I first saw it in the pattern pictures that she released, I liked it, but I didn't like it as much as I do now after seeing it on her body and styled with the overalls. And I don't have any overalls that I like. I always wish that I had overalls that I like and I don't and that's okay I can style these <laughs> other things but it's really a cute sweater and I instantly started thinking about what stash I have and I have gray yarn that will work for this pattern and I even already verified it with Charlene because she's my color expert consultant <laughs> I have a dark gray Madeline Tosh base called DK twist that's a DK weight as the name implies and the colorway is called Sketchbook, and it's a tonal dark gray, not super dark, but fairly dark. And for a contrast color, I have a skein of fingering weight Infinite Twist in her base called, I think it's just Infinite Twist Sock is the name of it. And I mentioned this in our last episode that I had those two skeins of her sock yarn mm -hmm. that I really wanted to use. Well, this one is called Frost Gray. So I'm hand winding it right now. It's incredibly soft. And this one is a tonal light gray. So I will hold this doubled for the contrast color. So I will have my gray sweater and typical for me, I wanted a neutral gray sweater. So what am I going to do? I'm going to have a striped gray sweater. I just can't have a solid gray sweater. It's going to be striped, but I'm okay with that. It will be also colors of fall because yeah. a lot of these grays are in the neutral palettes for both mm -hmm. fall and I'm sorry, for both New York and London. London, yeah. So I'm feeling pretty cool about this. I'll yeah. have my gray pullover. I'll have a beautiful design and I'll have something that works for the colors of fall. Excellent. Pretty cool. So that's Rituals by Hohi Locatelli and size range. It comes in sizes 30 and three quarters inches to 64 and a half inches, which in centimeters is 77 to 161.5 centimeters. And there are nine sizes to choose from. The second thing I'm stocking is also a Hohi pattern because she featured it in that same episode and it's called Catch My Heart. It's from her and Vera's most recent interpretations, which is volume nine. And this one, I followed Hohi's progress on Instagram as she was knitting this because she used some really cool design features. I don't know if they're new to her patterns or not, but they just struck me as being very beautiful. Like in the shoulders, there's a little kind of pleat in the front of the shoulder that's just really delicate. Mm. I just love the look of it. And that's the kind of the teaser she put on Instagram. <laughs> and more details about the sweater. It's also top down. It's knit with fingering held doubled with silk mohair, or you could use a DK weight yarn. And it's really detailed. It has some smocking on the back. So just the back is patterned. It's a certain stitch technique that isn't difficult to do, but looks very dramatic. The front of the sweater has a shawl collar. She described all the ways she did it in her, her episode of the journal, 
but it's not fastened down on the inside. There's extra fabric that makes it a double layer, but part of the neckline is stitched together to give it this really tailored look. Mm -hmm. And then it has a belt and the belt, there's a hole on one side of the sweater where you weave the belt through and then you tie it on the side and it's just so pretty and tailored looking. And the sleeves are set in sleeves, which isn't as common in her patterns. And I, it's not raglan. The increases aren't done with a raglan shaping. So it's a set in sleeve. So I'm sure they're done in the curve of the sleeve. So just a lot of beautiful design elements. And that's another one that when I saw the pictures, I wasn't as enamored of it as I was when she tried it on in her podcast episode, I thought, wow, that's really pretty. It would look so pretty over a dress or a skirt, or of course it would look pretty over anything, but it just is, it's classy. It's elegant. It's beautiful. I like it after seeing it on the podcast as well. Yeah. It's something about once you see them in a body in motion versus just Mm -hmm. the pictures, her pictures are always incredible, Yeah, but seeing it in motion just it, it caught my heart. <laughs> yeah, it makes a difference to see it on a real person. Yes. And especially when you see it on a person on a video, then you really get a sense of how it drapes, how it looks, what it what it's going to wear like. So mm-hmm. that's fun. Yes, agree with all those things. And that again is called Catch My Heart. And sizes for that one, nine sizes ranging in inches from 30.5 to 62 and a quarter or in centimeters at 76 centimeters to 156 centimeters. And she recommends zero to four inches of positive ease. So inclusive sizing. And the third thing that I'm stocking is a pair of socks. I seem to stock socks a little more often than I used to. I don't know why, but maybe we just need to cast on a pair and get it over with. Yeah, you do. This pattern is called Loose Socks, and it's by the designer Casual Fashion Queen. And these are just like the socks I tend to like, slouchy socks. They're top down. The whole leg is ribbed, and they're knee-high socks, so they take a little bit more yarn than most socks. But they're really cool because you could either pull them up or push them down, and they just look so comfy. She said that they're kind of a combination socks and leg warmers, which is exactly the kind of socks I like to wear <laughs> if it's cold outside. And these ones come in four sizes, from kid to large, but she didn't provide the number of inches for the foot. So I don't know what size I would knit. I assume Mm. I'd probably be a medium adult, probably. And the yarn requirements were anywhere, I think, from 400 yards to 700 yards. That's a lot of yarn. Yeah, but they're long. They're long (laughs) socks. So I was kind of tempted to get the pattern and cast on right away. And then I saw the yarn requirements and I couldn't tell how Mm. much I would need for my size. Yeah. So I was a little bit bummed that I couldn't see that information and thus stock my own stash and see what I might be able to use. Yeah. So send her an email, see what she see That's what a good the idea. designer says. Yep. So those again are loose socks by Casual Fashion Queen. Well, what are you knitting? I've got a couple things on the needles. I have the one that I have been working on the most for the last couple of weeks is my Frank shawl. Mm. Again, by Hohi Locatelli. <laughs> I told you it was the Hohi Yeah, show, I guess I? so. 
So the Frank shawl is a design. Gail has already made it, and I loved Gail's. It's based on the artwork of Frank Stella. So if you look at his artwork, there is a lot of contrasting colors. This one was based on some of his artwork with lots of chevron type, triangle type lines. And so that works right into a shawl with stripes mm. and this one has three converging triangles that come together to create a generally rectangular shape when you're done. So this shawl uses four colors. One color is used throughout all three triangles and then each of the three triangles has a second color different from the others. So there are Three, four colors total. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and for the way I did it, I used, it would have been intentionally two colors, but I ran out of one. So I ended up using three colors. So it's very, you can yeah, adjust that. You can adjust yeah. that, of course. It's designed for four. But. Yes. And I had enough yarn to use one skein for each of the three contrast colors. And I have two skeins for the main color and I'm on the third triangle and I haven't had to break into the second skein of the main color yet but I suspect that I probably will by the time I finish. Isn't it a fun knit? It's a really it's fun addicting. knit. It, it's very addicting although I have to admit when I started I was getting so frustrated because I just kept getting randomly added stitches <laughs> I was trying to be good and trying to count because the way the shawl is knit you knit one triangle separate and then the second triangle separate and then when you knit the third triangle you bring all three triangles together as you're knitting the third triangle so it at that point you need to make sure that you've got the same number of stitches so that the shaping stays the same on both sides. And they all come together. <laughs> or, or they'll come together, maybe not exactly the way you expect. <laughs> now, admittedly, a couple of stitches off is not going to throw it because you can fudge a couple of stitches. But when I started this, I was constantly off. It just... Never has a person counted so much and got so frustrated. Ugh. I'm laughing because when I did mine, same problem. And then I ended up knitting extra repeats on my first triangle and was like, I'm not going to rip those out. So then I had to do the same number oh. of extra repeats on the second one. And then that all had to coordinate with the third one so mm -hmm. that everything fit together. So if you make one mistake, it kind of becomes an exponential mistake. Yeah. So, yeah. well, I, I had knit an extra couple of rows on my first triangle. I did rip those out because I had extra stitches anyway. <laughs> so at that point, rip. But there were a couple of sections in my first triangle. I will admit I spent quite a bit of time ripping out not that many rows just to figure out 
why one side of my triangle had more stitches than the other side. Did you ever figure out what you were doing? I was just randomly increasing, you know. (laughs) Were you you sleep knitting? I don't, I don't, that's the thing. It's like (laughs) if, if you know that on the front side you have two increases and you know on the back side you have one increases, like say, for example, Mm -hmm. why... Do I increase twice on the side that only has to have one? I don't know. Well, I did have to put a safety pin or marker on the right side because it's garter stitch. So I did have to do that so that I'd know which side to do a certain number of increases on. I ended up with an elaborate scheme of stitch markers (laughs) to to keep my count so that I did not have to keep counting a hundred plus stitches on each Mm -hmm. side of the triangle. I feel that. And it, it has worked out. Thank you, stitch markers. I love you, stitch markers. <laughs> and if you ever have the opportunity to count stitches with stitch markers, do so because, bam, that really helped. Yeah, like put a stitch mark. Count twenty-five. Put a stitch marker exactly. in. Count twenty-five. Put a stitch marker in. That's what. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. So that in the hot zone or the increase zone. I although in my head I started thinking of it as the hot zone. I could very easily keep a stitch marker there so that it was always less than 10 stitches so that I could see, hopefully, at a fairly easy count, if I have misplaced an increase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay for stitch markers. Hey, Yay any for other stitch markers. Tools? And, you know, the only thing I can say is, why did it take, why didn't I just do that? To start off, Don't, we won't go there. <laughs> Maybe next time you'll think of it in advance. But I do the same thing. Why didn't I think of that two hours ago? Yeah, mm-hmm. because I would have saved some needless counting. A but little bit of frustration. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the Frank shawl, which honestly, I really am loving. And I chose the colors. It's a, a maroon, a navy and a gray with a very natural colored contrast color that has little speckles of the red and the navy or the oh. maroon and the navy it it all matched so well I can't wait that was to the see thing it. it all matched mm-hmm. so well it was really meant to be all these yarns were meant to use together and it was very exciting for me because the contrast color that I'm using that has the speckles of the maroon and the navy has been in my stash for a long, long time. And I have tried to use this yarn and tried to find a use for it. And every time I have done so, I've never liked it on its own. It just didn't work out for so many reasons. And it's so perfect in this shawl with these other colors that's how i felt about my french <laughs> finally all these colors yeah. that i love can come together exactly. in harmony exactly yeah. so i'm i'm really happy with that Yay. and i was telling gail despite my increased drama and now that i have the perfect stitch marker scheme all set up in my head i it would be really fun to make like a neutral tones oh that's right you said that yeah or a very pale pale colored past not pastel so much but just very light hues it would be fun can you imagine like 
logwood and a light purpley gray. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So just all these different versions Mm. in my head. I should go back and look on Ravelry and look at people's color combinations because I always enjoy looking at people's color combinations so much. Yep. So, So that's the first thing I have on the needles. Second thing is my ranunculus, which I started maybe about a month ago got fairly far into I'm it's knit top down and I knit down I'm in the body so I actually got a good bit of it knit but it got pushed to the side for Frank shawl so I'll pick that up yeah I'll pick that up again soon because I do want to have that to wear while it is still summertime Mm mm-hmm And then the third thing I am knitting is just a generic hat. It is in my hands right now. And I am just knitting stockinette in the round. Very, very easy. Lovely. So that is what I am making. What are you knitting, Gail? I am working again on my foray sweater, which was in a mini hibernation because other things were more exciting. (laughs) The honest reason is because foray, I'm on the sleeves. And as much as I love the pattern on this sweater, the sleeves are so slow. Mm. It's killing me how (laughs) slowly they go. So I worked on one. It felt like I was knitting for hours and I had about an inch of sleeve. That kind of slow. So yeah, it got booted to the side for a while, but now I need to put it back in rotation because I'm trying to clear off my needles and That means that I'm also going to be working on Josie's blanket again. So we picked out colors a couple weeks ago and I haven't been knitting it yet, but as you'll hear in a moment, I've finished some things. So I'll be casting on the starting the next stripe in her sweater tonight. Excellent. Yeah. We would like to thank our July sponsor, Infinite Twist. With an infectious love of handmaking and a passion for sustainable crafting, Infinite Twist seeks to empower you as an artist, a maker, and a designer. Whether you're looking to learn a new skill or craft in sewing, knitting, quilting, doll making, weaving, or upcycling, Infinite Twist has something for you. Our Mighty Network is a supportive and friendly place where you can take a class, share your process, as well as your projects, and connect with other artists outside of the hot mess of traditional social media. (laughs) True. (laughs) Yes. Find out more in the e-courses and community section of infinitetwist.com. We can't wait to see what you make. Thanks, Kate. And I'm loving this skein that I'm hand winding as we talk. Yeah. Very soft. It's very very soft. soft. It feels really good. Yes. And they do have some interesting classes. I, I was, yeah, was browsing them the other day. Not all knitting, all yeah, lots kinds of, variety. of crafts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of the classes are beginner friendly so that you can try out a new craft. And if you have kids at home for the summer, you might want to check them out because they look like there are some fun things that could be done with kids. Yeah, her twins are probably at least four now Mm. the time warp of COVID. i don't know they're even five i'm not sure so i know that a lot of her stuff is very kid friendly 
All right, what have you finished? Well, I haven't finished knitting anything, but I wanted to mention that I ripped out a pullover sweater from, I think it's about 11 years ago. It was about the same time frame when we knit our current sweaters, which I thought was interesting because both those projects I looked up recently on Ravelry and found out they were from the same, they were only three or four projects apart on Ravelry for me. Same era. Yes, exactly. So this sweater, I wore it occasionally, but I never had a love relationship with it because there had been a couple of problems with the pattern. And so though it wasn't the sweater's fault, I still had bad feelings towards this sweater. It happens. I harbored those bad feelings and I really tried to get over it because the yarn is lovely. The yarn was still in perfectly good shape. It was a fabulous yarn to start out with. The base is Madeline Tosh Vintage, which is a very heavy worsted weight, almost an Aran weight yarn. And it was still in good shape, except for when I pulled it out. So fast forward 11 years and I pulled the sweater out of my cedar chest and discovered a little hole. Yeah. So this little hole was right on the front, too. And Gail said, well, why don't you try some visible mending? And I thought, hmm. (laughs) to heck with that (laughs) i think this might just be the release that i need to repurpose this yarn i i really tried to like that sweater you did you did so i have a quantity of yarn that i will be searching for a new sweater for which is kind of exciting well and you know what occurred to me the other day You've been wearing your February lady sweater mm-hmm. and Charlene knit hers with short little cap sleeves and a little bit cropped for you. Yeah. And you could probably do one of those if you wanted a bright one. That was on, that's on my list. Uh-huh. I have. See, my idea wasn't original. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of ideas. One of them is the Magnolia cardigan mm-hmm. that you have knit. One of them is the Felix. Mm-hmm. Now, did you knit that Yes, one? I did. The pullover. Yeah. Okay. I think there's a cardigan version is, as yeah. well. Okay. Yeah. Cause I definitely want a cardigan. One of them is the Shalom cardigan, oh, which is another wow. one that's very Blast popular. From the past. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Or another February lady sweater. Yeah. All of those would be good choices. Yeah. yeah. So how about you? Have you finished anything? I have. I've been the finishing machine. It's amazing. Wow. So I finished two colors of fall projects. I finished my Whidbey bag, which is a pattern by Wool and Pine, fairly recent pattern. It's a backpack and it's knit in DK weight. And the cool thing about it is that you weave in yarn to create stripes in the backpack. 
So it gives you all sorts of freedom to do any kind of stripes in any order and any contrast color. And it was really fun to it's do. It's very cool. And it looks awesome. Thank you. It looks awesome. It's, and you only have to knit with one color and you get these right. amazing stripes. And just the weaving looks fun. It was fun. <laughs> Usually I, I would think of that as finishing work. And I'm not a huge fan of finishing work because I just want to knit. I don't want to seam. I don't want to yeah. weave. But I kind of got in a groove and just sat down watching TV one night and was like, I'm going to start weaving in my it colors. Like and I was so happy. Yeah. yeah. And I did have some colors that I wove in that I wasn't super happy with. So I just pulled them yeah. out and did another color. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is really cool. It's not like if you knit in color work, you can't as right. easily just rip it out right. and redo it. You can change the look of the bag in a week if you don't, you That's know, true too. if yeah. you don't like it. That's right. Good point. I hadn't thought about in the future if I decide, yeah. you know, to go with a whole different color yeah. theme, it will be easy to do. So highly recommend the pattern. It was super easy. You knit it top down. It's basic, almost all stocking it in the round, three needle bind off at the end. You knit a lot of I-cord for the straps, but that wasn't even as painful as I thought it was going to be. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of knitting I-cord, but it wasn't horrible. And great finished object. I'm looking forward to trying it out. It's really too warm to try out a knit backpack right now, so it won't get worn probably until fall, but really fun project. The Whidbey Bag by Wool and Pine. The second thing I finished is my No Sweat Shirt by Park Williams, which is the pullover sweatshirt basically style sweater that's a hoodie and I just finished it the knitting last night I finished weaving in the ends this morning and it's already drying I blocked it and wow. everything I'm so proud of myself so I haven't done the i-cord for that one yet but I will do that today and then it will be 100% finished because I'm sure it will be dry by the time I get home it's so very it warm here today i-cord in the hood the hood yeah that's it so this one you knit top down and it's raglan shaping and it's designed to be knit inside out so that you turn it so that the reverse stockinette is the outside fabric. Oh, I didn't okay. do that. I'm not a huge fan of reverse stockinette. So I just did it regular stockinette fabric. And let's see what's interesting about it. Not a whole lot of design elements to it. It's a pretty straightforward, easy pattern. So if you haven't done a sweater yet, it would be a really good first project because one raglan top down is very easy to knit two the sizing lots of sizes available and it's positive ease so the fit isn't as crucial so that's also a, a very forgiving thing to do as a first sweater because it's kind of hard to nail the fit sometimes in a first sweater so when you have something with positive ease like this it makes it a little easier and yeah. more forgiving and then when you've knit from the top down you pick up stitches to knit the hood, you knit the hood up, and you do a three needle bind off to end the hood, and then you knit on the edging to the hood. So you pick up some stitches to knit the hood, and you end up knitting and then whip stitching it down so that you have a casing for the I-cord. And you do buttonholes on either side of the casing so that that's where the I-cord goes through. She does great tutorials for the different techniques for buttonholes and several different parts of the pattern. She has an interesting way of doing the increases for the raglan. She does a lifted increase and she has great videos showing how to do that. I always like the look of that a lot. She mm -hmm. actually did a slip stitch lifted increase raglan shape and it's really pretty. I really like it. 
those were the exciting things about the sweater. I knit mine in Yarn Love Yarns Princess Buttercup Fingering Base, which is a silk linen blend that is heavenly. It's so nice. The fabric is just very luxurious. And I did it in three colors. The sweatshirt itself, most of the ones that I've seen finished are more like, not marled, but in colorways that are more of a mixed color, like mm -hmm. Noro colors, as opposed to mine straight up stripes, three different color stripes. And I made up my own stripe sequence mm -hmm. because of the yarn I had on hand. And the put-ups of these skeins are pretty generous. They're like a 500 yard skein, I think. Yeah, they, there was Very a generous. lot of yarn yeah. in each skein. And I had two skeins that I purchased at a Stitches long ago, but the sweater required three skeins at least. And we received a skein from Eat Sleep Knit. The two I had were in Verdigris, which is a kind of teal blue. Eat Sleep Knit sent us Frog Prince or Frog Princess, which is a <laughs> pur uh, purple, a green. <laughs> Goodness gracious. And then I really wanted a pink. So I ordered the colorway Fable from Eat Sleep Knit. In retrospect, I wish I hadn't done the pink. I'm not in oh, love really? with the three colors together. Oh. The pink isn't really meant to go with the other two colors. I forced it. And of course, I'll wear it because it's still very pretty. Yeah. But, you know, in hindsight, I should have just gone with the green and the blue. And those worked so well together. They are perfect contrast to one another for my tastes. So I kind of wish that I had just gone with hmm. that and not forced the pink. Mm -hmm. But whatever. That's what I did really looking forward to trying it on and wearing it. It looks like it will just be the perfect, not only kind of sweatshirt piece, but a nicer kind of sweatshirt piece because the fabric feels more luxurious and it's going to drape so nicely with mm -hmm. the linen silk blend. And I just can't wait to wear it. I'm super <laughs> excited. I just wish it would cool off around here so that I'd have the opportunity <laughs> to wear it. Alas. And I did something else. Not knitting, but I embroidered on my knitting. Oh, yeah. That's very Yeah. Cool. I was so happy to finally sit down and do it. I knit the Koi Tee by the designer Ginkgo B probably over a year ago now. I don't remember exactly when I knit it. It's a top-down raglan cropped tee. It's a very, very simple knit. And I knit it with the plan to embroider some flowers on it for a little bit of a highlight. And it has sat in my closet for all this time, waiting for those floyers to be embroidered, flowers to be <laughs> embroidered, my, this day. And I finally sat down and gave it a try. I wasn't happy with my first two attempts. I tried to do lazy daisy stitch flowers and really did not like how they looked. So then I did a straight stitch flower, which I kind of liked. And then I kind of did a lot of straight stitches and gave it much more. You made it puffier. It. Exactly. I made it puffier. <laughs> the only problem is that the way I knit this tee, it's meant to have a pretty wide boat neck and I don't like boat necks on myself. So I changed the collar of it and I made my collar a little too close fitting. So it almost kind of buckles where the ribbing meets the stockinette. And there's very little space between the raglan shaping. So my flowers in a normal, one of my normally knit raglans, the way I offset them, I think would have been the right placement. But because of the way I modified this t-shirt, it looks more like they're off-centered in a wrong way. Like I just couldn't mm -hmm. find center. So it doesn't look intentional. So I think I need to put a couple more flowers in 
closer to the raglan mm-hmm. to kind of pull it all the way off center mm-hmm. and make it look intentional. But I'm very happy with the little <laughs> embroidery that I did. It doesn't look professional. It's not great, but I like it. I thought it looked very cute. Thank you. And I, <laughs> like I said, it doesn't, I like it too. I'm. It's my first attempt, so I don't expect it to look professional, but I, I think it's cute. Yeah, I'm not sure what professional embroidery would look like. Maybe Jess. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, if you're listening, you are my you're my role model for beautiful embroidery and I'm nowhere near to your skill level, but you know, I just wanted some pretty little flowers on my sweater and that's what I have. So. I think it's unique and pretty. I like it. Yes, you will never find another one just like <laughs> So, those are the things I've finished. I'm feeling pretty happy about that. So there's a phrase that knitters use to describe patterns that are suddenly very popular. Perhaps we go to an event and see lots of other knitters wearing a certain garment or the same pattern keeps appearing on Instagram, on social media, for example. Or fiber events back when they were still happening regularly. (laughs) We call them viral patterns. Kind of like what you see on Hot Right Now, but these ones stay on Hot Right Now for a really long time on Ravelry. They become the thing and everybody knits one and they just are popular beyond most expectations for patterns. I've been joking about how I'm going to start a new segment to the podcast called the Ranunculus Watch. Why? Because Ranunculus is one of those viral patterns that People continue to make it. They have been making it for years. There is a very high number of projects listed on Ravelry. (laughs) I looked it up. So almost 14,000 ranunculuses have been knit that are in Ravelry. I'm sure there are a lot more out there. Yeah. So what are some other viral patterns that you looked up? Well, I kind of did it. In two ways. I did it kind of historically Mm, based on what you and I have knit over the years Mm -hmm. and what we've watched happen. And doing it that way, the first viral pattern that came to mind, and you and I both talked about this, is clap a I remember that one. Yes. Rectangular wrap in the nitty fall of 2004. So this was almost 20 years ago now. And this was kind of about the time that I started to knit. It was Mm -hmm. one of the first things, not one of the first things, but one of the top 10 things that I bought yarn for, Mm -hmm. I think. And we were together when I bought the Mm -hmm. yarn. And this one was a rectangular wrap with dropped stitches. So it was really unique, very fun. And as of this week, there have been 23,000 588 wow. clap knit and put onto Ravelry. <laughs> wow. So very viral at the time. Everybody, I think we knew, had knit at least one. And I ended up giving mine away because I didn't know yet what I like to wear yeah. for knitwear. But really fun knit. I think people would still enjoy it today. I think that a lot of people, if I'm it came sure back people up, people are people still would be, making exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. So that's from 2004. And I think that's the oldest one that I saw. And also that's a free pattern. Most of Mm. the ones that I marked down here on my list are free patterns, which I think is really cool. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I have the fetching mitts, Uh which were another pattern that I would consider 
to have gone viral at the time. I don't hear too much about that one anymore, but I'd be willing to suspect that folks are still casting them on. Those were great. In numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I think I've knit more than one pair of those. I think that one was worsted weight, probably. Yeah, I think. Little mitts, very easy to knit. The clapetee also was very easy to knit. The clapetee you could knit in any weight yarn. Yeah. Very versatile for yarn yeah. choices. Yeah. I didn't have any mitts on my list, but there were two hats that instantly came to mind that sure enough, when I did a search on Ravelry, showed a high number of patterns mm -hmm. knit. Sockhead Slouch Hat yes. by Kelly McClure. We yes. both knit it several times. Yes. And the Barley Hat by Tin Can Knits, oh, which we've also both one. knit. Yes. So the Sockhead Slouch Hat, 26,703 times wow. on Ravelry. And Barley, 26,081 times wow. on Ravelry. So both wow. of them free patterns. Sockhead Slouch is meant for fingering weight. Mm -hmm. And you knit some ribbing and then you go round and round and round and round and round until you want to be done. Barley is similar, but in a heavier weight yarn, and it has a strip of garter highlight on the hat. So you knit mostly stockinette, but every row you knit a little bit to make a garter wedge. And I think for both of those, they're also unisex. Both yes. of those hats, depending yes. on the color, they can be worn by children, yes. adults, teens, anyone of any gender, and they rock. So yeah. they're both very great hats. They're also very good charity knits. Mm -hmm. And especially Sockhead Slouch is a great travel project because you don't yeah. have to think. That you is. don't even need to have your um, beginning of round marker in there, really. Right. You it's just... that easy. And it, it is a fairly tall hat as mm -hmm. well. So if you want it to be. If Yeah, yeah. if you want it to be. So if you want to use, for example, a lot of yarn, you can make it very, very slouchy. Or if you want to use less yarn, or if you have less yarn to start, you don't have to make it quite so slouchy. Yep. And that one works really good in self-striping fingering yarn. That's true. It makes a it really does. cool project. Yeah. So I also thought of the honey cowl, mm -hmm. which was another one. Did you write down how many projects? No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't on that one. I didn't write it down, but I know this one has a lot <laughs> It's another pattern that is versatile. You can make it double loop or single loop, a relatively simple slip stitch pattern, and you can make it probably without, like the sock head hat, without having to look at your pattern every round, mm -hmm. for example. Easy travel knitting. Yeah. Easy social knitting. Yeah. That one, and also... The Color Affection Shawl. Yes, for sure. <laughs> now, neither of us ever knit no. that one, interestingly enough, but it was definitely one of those viral patterns that just exploded across the internet and in-person events. Yeah, I wonder also with that one, I bet you there are still people making it because it was one of those first three color giant mm. shawls. I remember that specifically because yeah. everyone was like, wow, that's a lot of yarn. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, no, nobody bats an eye at that. Yeah. For me, I, I never made it because I remember it was really, really long. Mm -hmm. And if I wrapped it once, 
I felt like it would be dragging to the floor and you'd have to multiple wrap it. <laughs> and that went 16,300 projects. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's quite a lot. Yeah. And then for socks, Hermione's Everyday Socks. Yes. I think everyone I know who's knit socks <laughs> has knit those. I've knit at least one pair of them. 36,621 wow. projects on Ravelry. Wow. Free pattern. All the ones I've mentioned so far are free patterns. And those ones are cuffed down and they're very simple. I think it's a gusset heel and there's a slight textured pattern to the sock. So it works really well with tonals and speckled yarns because it yeah. just has that little bit of texture to it that make those things pop in a yarn. So Hermione's Everyday Socks, really great pattern. And then another free pattern, but this one is for a sweater, was the February Lady Sweater. We had mentioned that one earlier, and that one was fairly viral as well. Yes, it was. I've knit at least one, and I'm going to knit another based on yours that you've been wearing recently. I already know what yarn I'm going to use. Oh, nice. Yep. Nice. And then also sweaters, free, that are super popular, Flax and Flax Light by Tin Can Knits. These are pullovers that are raglan-shaped with just a little bit of garter, I want to say, in the yoke. I've never knit one, but Flax is knit, I believe, in worsted, and Flax Light is knit in fingering. And Flax has been knit 23,971 times, and Flax Light 12,467. So lots and lots of people. Tin Can Knits, lots. just in general, have fantastic patterns. And a lot of theirs are from a collection called Simple. And those patterns are all free, and they're all meant to teach basics. So Top Down Raglan is the Flax and Flax Light. Barley is a hat. They also have the socks called Rye, and there are a couple other things in that category or in that collection as well. And they also have tutorials to go with them and things like that. So viral for not just because they're great patterns, but also because they te they're great skill builders, great teaching tutorials. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then though it's not a free pattern, we experienced a bit of a viral phenomenon with the Zweig sweater. Oh, yes. When we were at a Stitches West, I believe it was 2018 or 2019. I can't remember anymore. Yeah. This was everywhere. everywhere. There were so many people wearing this pattern. And the really fun thing, even though there are so many knitters present wearing the same garment, they're still all different. Mm -hmm. It's not like when you go to the store and everybody shows up in the same pair of, what do you call them? The jeans? Oh, the... Bear attack? Bear attack jeans, <laughs> yes. <laughs> With the, the holes already in them when you buy them. So Charlene was saying before we started recording that you could go somewhere and see someone wearing the same dress you're wearing or the same yes. pair of pants you're yes. wearing because it's in style and it's popular. Not going to happen with but the it's hand not going to happen most likely with hand knits. Even if the person standing next to you in line is wearing the same sweater, rather than being kind of annoyed that somebody shows up wearing the same thing you are, it's often a squeeable event. You know, <laughs> you go squee, <laughs> and everybody gets very excited, and you compare 
notes and you talk about the yarn that you knit it in because though you're wearing the same pattern, it's one step even further removed that you guys have also chosen the same yarns, especially mm-hmm. when it's a sweater like that that uses multiple yarns. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. And Zweig was done by Caitlin Hunter, which mm-hmm. brings up another point of viral patterns that often popular designers on Ravelry, when they have a new pattern come out, it becomes viral for at least a period of time. Yeah. So when yeah. Hohe comes out with a new pattern or Caitlin Hunter or Andrea Mowry, mm-hmm. they just become viral for at least some period. And yeah. I know the Weekender sweater by Andrea Mowry, that was in Hot Right Now for a long time time she has the dk version and she has the weekender light which is the fingering weight version i only looked up the dk version it was twelve thousand one hundred and seventy one projects we've both knit it Mm -hmm. many of our friends have knit it and i have a story about that one i went to see my mom right after they moved to brookings oregon and she took me down to their beach and there was a woman standing there wearing a hand knit. And I looked at her and I said, is that the weekender sweater? And she said, yes, I just finished it. It's the first time I've worn it out. And we had a little chat about her weekender sweater. So again, viral to the point where I can recognize it when I'm out and about. Another cute story. Max took a summer job working at a local coffee shop, very well-known little coffee shop. And I went into work there while Max was working at the front counter. And while I was there, I saw a woman walk by in a hand-knit shawl, so I followed her outside to compliment her on her beautiful shawl. It was either a Melanie Berg or a Lisa Haynes pattern. It was beautiful. And then a few minutes later, the same woman is behind me talking to someone else about knitting. So, of course, I had to turn around and see what they were talking about. And there was another woman sitting on the couch knitting Anchor's summer shirt. And I knew the pattern instantly because it's also viral. It's been knit thousands and thousands of times that's another designer petite Petite knit knit. yeah is that designer's handle on Ravelry and she has tons of viral patterns and she said it's her first sweater ever and so I stood there chatting with these women for a few minutes about their knits and I wasn't wearing anything hand knit but I did have my koi tea and my embroidery yarn with me so we chatted for a few minutes and then after they left a third woman came in and was knitting out on the terrace and oh, she wow. was knitting her fifth grandson's baby blanket. So all these knitters in the coffee <laughs> shop it was so exciting and one of the patterns I knew on site because it was a viral pattern. Yeah. 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 And another sweater Hitofude. Yes. Was viral. Hitofude definitely. Yeah. But only I'm using air quotes here. Only 8,702 <laughs> patterns. But considering that that's a very specific type of cardigan, it's very lacy, it's very unique construction, mm-hmm. I think 8,700 patterns is a very high number for such a niche kind mm-hmm. of sweater. Yeah. So I tried to figure out why some patterns go viral. And I, I came up with a couple of points that I think contribute to the reason why some patterns go viral. The first one would be ease of fit. Mm -hmm. And accessories like hats and mitts, of course, those are easier to fit. But when it comes to sweaters, think of ranunculus or the February lady sweater. And neither of those sweaters have to fit in a specific way. They're both a little oversized, but when I say 
they don't have to fit in a specific way. I mean that the sweater, though it will look different if you knit it with 10 inches of ease or one inch of ease, you can still wear that sweater, mm -hmm. whether you've made it with one inch of ease or 10 inches of ease, and it's still a wearable garment. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of give there for new knitters or even experienced knitters. Any knitter who doesn't necessarily pay attention to their gauge, the, the garment is still wearable. The design still works, whether you have more ease or less ease. Yeah. So I think that contributes because you just have a bigger chance that that pattern is going to be successful for more knitters. Yep, I agree, 100%. Yeah. And I think many of the patterns we've talked about are also easy knits. They mm -hmm. aren't complicated. They don't have anything that people would think of as difficult or tricky techniques. Right. A lot of people are intimidated by things like picking up stitches and shaping and short rows and things like that. And most of these that we've mentioned don't have those features to them. Yeah. They're very simple, straightforward. Ranunculus does have the lace section, mm -hmm. but it's not complicated lace. So that helps. And also the patterns that we've talked about are adaptable for different types of yarn. And I think that makes mm -hmm. it easier for people too when they when they don't feel like they're obligated to knit it in a certain yeah. type of yarn. The, the pattern can be made in a wide range of fibers. Exactly. It can be made in cotton. It can be made in alpaca. It can be made in wool. And it can be made in yarn from a wide range of price points as well. Yes, exactly. That's another big one. Clear pattern instructions are also a must for a viral pattern. You mentioned Tin Can Knits and mm -hmm. how they have their simple collection that aims to teach new knitters skills. And so I think that contributes to the fact that some of their patterns have gone viral because they have that extra support available. Yep. And I also think that the quickness of the knit comes into play. Mm. So things like ranunculus, which I think a lot of knitters think, oh my gosh, a sweater is so much work. Ranunculus really is a quick knit. It I is. think it's probably faster to knit ranunculus for me than it is to knit a sock head slouch hat. I would agree with that. The gauge lends itself to being a very quick knit. And it's also very <laughs> satisfying as a knitter when you're tackling a sweater and you see it growing so yes. fast. Yes. It gives you the sense of accomplishment. It's not quite an instant gratification knit, but it's close. So yeah. I think for a first sweater, that's a really good one to do yeah. just because of all the things we've mentioned before. Yeah. And all the other patterns that I've mentioned, and I'm pretty sure that you've mentioned, all were very quick knits. And I think another thing that contributes is that a pattern will take advantage of a popular yarn trend. So you have one trend building on another. For example, when hand-dyed yarns really increased in popularity, patterns that took advantage of using hand-dyed yarns and fade, fade sets is another yes. example. Mm -hmm. So many yarn dyers are now putting together fade sets and patterns that take advantage of using those sets basically give you something to do with a set. The advent 
calendar yarns this is another example I think though it's a much smaller group and I wouldn't necessarily call advent calendar sets of yarns I wouldn't necessarily call patterns for those viral because it's a much smaller group of people that have them but they do take advantage of that trend. Yeah, it's a trend so that's people, not quite viral yet. Yes, yeah. but people who have those yarn sets and don't know what to do with them will naturally look for patterns that take advantage. Yep, absolutely. So let us know what other viral patterns you can think of that we haven't mentioned and what you liked about them if you knit them. Yeah. So I'm super curious to see what other ones we didn't talk about because there are so many there are so many and I would also love to hear your stories of spotting those viral patterns in the wild because those are always fun Uh absolutely (laughs) all right well we hope you've enjoyed this episode I know I need to get out of the sun it's a roasting (laughs) hot out here so happy knitting happy knitting everyone bye-bye bye you can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley. 